Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Radio. It is time for us to have a chat to another comedian who has a show coming up at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. So joining us on the line, we have uh, Sam Cerner, who has a show this year called Bunny Rabbit. Good evening to you, Sam. How's it going? Good evening. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's all good, all good, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, all, always a Melbourne weather that's um, right. Yes, yes. Well, it, it never ceases to yes, amaze me. <laughs> this, this time last year, as people were uh, counting down to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, did oh, we really yeah. know what was going to be happening? <laughs> yeah, I remember back in January, we were all shocked about the fires, the bush fires. Yes, that's right. And, you know... We thought the worst then, was behind us. Yes, exactly. And, you know, back in the middle of the year, I was like, oh. I'm looking forward to those fires, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not really. But no, you, know no, you come you come from quite a, a turbulent background, if I do say so myself. So, you've grown up around Caracas in Venezuela, one of the most violent cities in the world. Oh yes, yeah. That is definitely. It gives you so much perspective uh, when the whole dictator dance started. I was like, man, <laughs> you've not, you have no idea. <laughs> you don't know what a dictator is. <laughs> You don't know. The first thing they do is, is pretty much cancel people yes. that call them dictators. And by cancel, I mean exterminate. Yeah, it's pretty dire over there. But I think that's why I got into comedy, because even in the most violent city in the world, humor is always a relief, you know? It can be that yeah, uniting front of uh, you've got to laugh or you'll cry. Exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> so yeah. uh, your show this year is called Bunny Rabbit. The f- kind of format of this show is uh, a stand-up show explaining a bit about your background because, as we say, you've come from Venezuela, which is uh, violent. You've, you've come to Australia. And just when things are probably looking up, I guess is the best way to describe a, a turn in your relationship that sets the show in motion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, the whole bunny rabbit moment or bunny rabbit realization came after I divorced. And I married in Venezuela. He was like my high school sweetheart. We were together for a long time. And then, you know, one of those things that happened, you get divorced. And getting into dating after pretty much a lifetime of, I don't know, puppy love. Yes, yeah. We were babies when we met. Um, so going into Tinder and dating in your mid-30s after basically just lollipops and rainbows, <laughs> it was daunting. It was really daunting. And I remember clearly, and that's the inspiration for the show, you know, I was done with the dating apps. It was not working out for me, so I said, I'm going to do this the old-fashioned way. Yep. So I'm going to dress scantily <laughs> and go to a pub and hook up. And... <laughs> When I got to the pub and I realized that there were like 20 dudes looking at me with hungry eyes, I felt like a bunny rabbit. (laughs) Don't know if you know this, but bunny rabbits, their only natural defense is to be faster than their predators. So that's why they are naturally very scary. 
always on the lookout. Well, that's what I felt in that moment. I felt everyone wanted to, to eat me. So I just literally ran home. I didn't even call oh, anywhere. Yeah. I could, yeah, it was a really daunting moment. But once I got over that, I realized, you know, I had many moments in the past growing up in one of the most dangerous cities in the world. I was lucky enough not to be um, massively affected, even though I did have a couple of incidents. Yes, um, I mean, all of my friends were robbed at gunpoint, but I was the lucky one because they, um, they didn't rob me at gunpoint, but right, they yeah. snatched my purse, but they didn't know that they snatched my lunchbox. Oh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah, I was enjoying myself thinking of this low life, opening my purse and finding just Thirty containers. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, there you go. That's on you, karma. That's silver lining. <laughs> well, here in Australia, you've been doing comedy since 2019. Yeah. You've done a bit of comedy with the Improv Conspiracy as well. Yes, yes. I've done two levels now, mm-hmm. and you know, I am really loving the different aspects of performance. And what I really enjoy about improv is that you don't have to write anything. You just show up and that's it. Yes. Because on stand-up, you know, it's always... I try to do new material because I'm new. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to build my base of material. So I try to do new things quite often. So it's funny because, you know, you, you, you get apprentices in the circuit and everyone was telling me, like, you're the worst audience member. You never laugh at uh. anyone. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I'm going over my lines. <laughs> thinking, thinking, thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's me. It's me next. Don't massacre that punchline. Don't massacre it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a whole different skill set that you need for improv. A lot of stand-up friends tell me, you're crazy. I wouldn't do that ever. Yeah. But seeing both those worlds of comedy would, yeah, definitely influence the, the way that your comedy is evolving. Definitely. I do see my comedy a bit more, less constrained in terms of form. Like, mm-hmm. I have no problem getting physical, doing a voice, which is kind of difficult to find these days. I yes, don't know if it's just yes, the yeah. places I'm going to, but yeah, I love that. I also did a course at the Improv Conspiracy on sketch writing. Oh, um, okay, yep. Yeah, because even though I love stand-up and I really enjoy watching my favorite comedians, I think the comedic genre I enjoy the most, the one that gets the biggest laughter out of me, is sketch. Yep, yep. I loved, I was blown away by Auntie Donna's Good Old House of Fun on yes, Netflix. Yes, yeah, yeah, on Netflix. Oh, yep. my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I cried, <laughs> which is something rare. I, I, I don't think I've ever gone to that level of laughter watching yep. stand-up comedy that's just that good yeah yeah and i remember growing up i really liked snl yes yeah um now it's these these days it's a bit hit and miss but mm-hmm. back then it was oh my god no i looked forward barred. every saturday to yep. that. so we could uh, see that style of comedy in the future for you perhaps yeah i mean i am open i'm experimenting just with comedy yep just those <laughs> early days <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, I am open, and I can't see the limits in stand-up, because there seems to be a resistance to anything that deviates a bit from the person on a stage with a mic pretending to be talking to an audience. Yes, yes, yep, yep. And I do enjoy, I think it was Bo Burnham. Oh, yes, yep. He stopped doing comedy, but his comedy was very meta, it had songs, it deviated a lot, and a lot of people that I know 
frown upon that. Yeah. And I am completely the opposite. I want more Embrace, of that. I want yeah. more variety. I love absurd comedy. James A. Caster's repertoire has a bit of that. But yeah, that's the thing. Like, I enjoy all aspects of comedy. I don't think it's, um, how to say it, it's not that I dislike people that have this very particular view of what stand-up is and not and what is, what is not. Yes, yep. Um, but I am more on the side of more is more and try your thing. And if I laugh, that's it. Exactly. That's all I need from you as a comedian. And it's the same thing for every single audience. The aim of the game is to enjoy yourself. Yes, yes. And it's funny because I also have my pet peeves. When you're an open micer and when you're standing up, you see so many people that says to the audience, oh, that's funny, fuck you. But it's like, yeah, that's funny. It's like, no. If they are not laughing, you have to switch it up. Yes, yeah. All your are, you know, I've seen people doing the same material with almost the same delivery, and they bomb sometimes on an audience, mm-hmm. and they kill it on the next. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so you have to have that flexibility in your set and in your abilities to switch it up. Be able to play to the audience. There are so many stories that I could tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Sad gigs, you know. Some of those you end up bunny rabbit moments on stage. <laughs> <sighs> Dude, yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, for those uh, who are looking to get along and enjoy your show, Bunny Rabbit, are uh, you performing at the Belgian Beer Cafe? Yes, that is correct. Preview shows on the 25th and 26th of March, and then two uh, runs in April for uh, four days, Thursdays to Sundays. So, yeah, uh, 8 to 11 and 15 to 18. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for having a chat tonight. Thank you so much, you guys. Really appreciate it this time. And we will, uh, yeah, share it all around on the LOL Radio Facebook page. Thank you so much.